Are we live? Yeah? Good, all right. Well, this is kind of new for all, all of us folks. Um, there's, I think, six people in the church building as we speak. I know, um, I think we have over 200 folks at this point uh, watching our live stream. Um, it's not a typical Wednesday night service. I know a number of you are in your home fellowships. A number of folks are tuning in for the first time. Uh, just a lot of anxiety out there as um, we've really kind of seen the heaviness of this kind of establish itself in the last couple days. Uh, last night we had a city council meeting uh, where only the mayor and the city manager and the city attorney were physically at, um, at City Hall and myself and the other three council members phoned in. We had technical difficulties, but we had to pass an emergency resolution for the city to coincide with the county. And before we get into a study tonight, I just want to bring everyone who's listening up to date, at least what's happening in the county and also in the city, um, with what I'm aware of. And then at the end of this, or, uh, we're going to also take questions. And uh, Pastor Micah will be up here with me. And you guys will be able to, um, on the live feed, put your questions in. You'll also be able to, I think, text some of them as well. Uh, we'll give you that information later. And I'll do my best to answer questions you might have. But let me just give you uh, the up-to-date from the county. Uh, there was an emergency declaration stated by the county. Um, and, and it's going to be a little bit lengthy, but bear with me because I think we need to all know the information. Um, pursuant to Section 101040 um, of the Health and Safety Code, it's hereby ordered as follows. All individuals currently living within Ventura County equal to or older than 75 years of age or equal to or older than 70 years of age with an active or unstable comorbidity are ordered to shelter at their place of residence from March 18th to April 1st. To the extent such individuals are used uh, using shared or outdoor spaces, they must at all times as reasonably as possible maintain physical distancing of at least, at least six feet from any other person. Exceptions shall only exist as necessary to seek medical care, nutrition, to perform essential work in healthcare or government. Number two, all permanent food facilities as defined by health and safety code may only prepare and offer food that is provided to customers via delivery service, via pickup for takeout, dining, and via drive-through. Bars and nightclubs that offer food to consumers may remain open only for purposes of continuing to prepare and offer food to consumers via delivery service, via pickup, or via drive-through. Permanent food facilities that provide and offer food to consumers for pickup must require patrons or groups of patrons who are ordering food and beverages to remain at least six feet apart. Number three, the following types of businesses are ordered closed from March 18th to April 1st. Bars and nightclubs that do not serve food, movie theaters, live performance venues, bowling alleys and arcades, gyms and fitness centers and aquatic centers, wineries, breweries, tap rooms that provide tastings. Uh, number four, this order is issued in accordance with and incorporates by reference the March 4th proclamation. And that just goes through uh, emphasizing their previous declarations. Number five, violations of any provision of this order constitutes a threat to public health pursuant to government code. Uh, talks about the sheriff and the police are responsible for enforcing this order. Uh, there's four, four more. Number six, this order shall become effective on March 18th, 1201 a.m. and will continue to be in effect until April 1st. The health officer will continue to assess quickly evolving situations and may issue additional orders. And then um, the other two items are not pertinent right now. Also, uh, update on some of the things from the governor uh, of our state, Governor Newsom. He put the National Guard on alert for duties that include humanitarian missions like ensuring proper food distributions, public safety, as some grocery stores resorted to rationing um, to control the panic buying that many of you have seen, especially in our community. California is also negotiating, excuse me, excuse me, uh, negotiating with about 900 hotels to acquire tens of thousands of rooms that could be used for hospital patients and for the homeless. A group particularly susceptible to the coronavirus, which is spreading by coughs and sneezes, we'll cover that later. Three more California counties on Tuesday followed the examples of the San Francisco Bay Area 
Uh, they told residents to stay at home and go outside only for food, medicine, and other essential needs. Uh, previously, uh, as we know, the bars, restaurants, movie theaters, fitness centers have all shut their doors. And meantime, this is interesting, on the education front, uh, Governor Newsom said nearly 99% of the state's K-12 through schools are shuttered for periods generally ranging from two to five weeks. And um, he, he went on to say it's unlikely uh, that many of these schools, few if any, will open before summer break. He urged more than the six million school children and their families to make long-term plans. Uh, all of my family uh, is home with the exception of my daughter, Natasha, who remains uh, in Virginia. Uh, Danny's school was closed. Mikey uh, is home. Uh, so it's, it's, been, um, it's been the most interesting week of my 55 years on this earth. Uh, we're, we have a lot of questions. There's a, a lot of anxiety. Um, we're watching as businesses are shuttering. Um, there's been rumors, and, and I don't like to dwell in rumors, but the idea that there might be um, possibly even domestic uh, shutdown of transportation, interstate shutdown, and the idea is they're trying to stem the spread of COVID-19. Um, this is having an enormous effect on our economy, and um, we're all troubled by it. It's affecting the financial sector. It's affecting our employment. It's affecting our families. We're concerned with the health, uh, the health of our, our family members, especially the elderly in our community. Uh, we're looking at the, the virus affecting worldwide. It's pandemic. And, and every day we're all tuning in. We're hearing an increase in, in efforts to stem it and to stop it. Uh, we're trying to get information as best we can. We don't know... Uh, whether this is, I've heard conflicting stories, whether this is a, uh, a naturally um, uh, acquired virus or if it's a man-made virus. I, I don't want to dwell in speculation. I don't think it's healthy. I think there's a lot of things we don't have answers to in regards to the questions. I've heard a number of theories. Um, we're watching all kinds of forces at work. And it takes me back to the psalmist who says, I don't concern myself with matters too profound, but I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this day forward and forevermore. For those of you out there who aren't really churchgoers, um, and for those of you who do attend church and, and yet you're struggling to try to comprehend all this, I mean, this is, this is for my generation, uh, I'm, I'm the last of the boomers, this is the most intense thing I, I can think I've ever faced, especially the nation itself. It's literally bringing us to our knees and stopping industry to a complete halt. We, we had the greatest year uh, in a long time um, financially in this nation, and within a matter of moments, we have been just stopped, completely stopped. And we have kids at home. We're trying to figure out how to cope with that. Some folks have been laid off. We're wondering how we're going to pay our rent, our mortgage. Um, we go to the supermarket, the shelves are empty, the lines are long. And I was thinking of the elderly folks in our congregation, the ones that were listed in, in regards to the governor's directive and also for Ventura County for the emergency directive. Uh, these are folks that are very susceptible to the virus and can't go into these public places. I, I noticed Gelson's today opened up shopping for the morning from seven to eight, specifically for folks 65 years of age and older. What a wonderful response, uh, community response. It's amazing how we become very selfish and fear, though it is a pandemic, it's also a panic-demic. Uh, and, and this panic, this fear that's enveloped us is causing us to act in such a way that we're not concerned with the entirety of the community. And that's just not the way we operate in Thousand Oaks. I would encourage everyone to just calm down. Uh, I know there's a lot of anxiety and questions that we don't have answers to, but it all boils down to what your foundation is on. Storms come in life, and, and for many, they've experienced enormous personal storms, but this is a community-wide storm. It's one that affects us all and potentially physically affects a large portion of our community. There are estimations that uh, when this virus has run its course, the death toll is going to be far larger than what we experienced, obviously, in 9-11, uh, Pearl Harbor. And, and if this is uh, nefarious in its distribution, 
Um, this is one of the greatest challenges that we've had in our nation. So I wanted us to take a look at a few of the things the president has said, uh, just general information. And then I want to take you into a study to calm and quiet your heart. I wanted to just settle you because a lot of us are at home. Uh, you, you couldn't come to service. We're limited, as the president's going to point out, to groups no larger than 10. Uh, we're, we're certainly not going to have services here in this facility on Sunday. We'll, we'll be doing another live stream. I think this last Sunday we had uh, close to 300 people in two services. We only set up 250 seats in accordance with the governor's directive. But we had over 1,000 people tune into our live stream. Folks are looking for answers. And not just answers to the virus itself, but answers to life. Because this really puts things into perspective. There are some silver linings to all this that we'll see in time. We'll cover those momentarily. But I wanted to take you to a couple of um, the directives from the White House. It's uh, the attempt by the White House and this unprecedented shutdown. Uh, my wife uh, flew in from London today. It was the last direct flight from London to LAX. And now those airlines have shut down that direct passage. Uh, London is going through a shutdown. My wife, Michelle, and my daughter, Molly, got back in time. Um, and, and international flights are being closed. Uh, transportation there, as I said earlier, the possibility of domestic travel will be shut down as well, maybe even interstate travel. Uh, and the idea is to slow the spread of this virus. There's much we don't know about it. Uh, we have some case studies through the other nations that have already uh, kind of experienced this ahead of us, but we're wondering many things about the virus itself. I don't want to speculate. I've heard all kinds of things. Trust me, I get inundated hourly, moment by moment, by folks who want me to watch this YouTube presentation or to read this pamphlet or to take a look at whatever it is. I've done my due diligence. I want to avoid speculation. I want to know what we're dealing with uh, that's in front of us. So to spread the slow, or excuse me, to slow the spread of this virus, uh, the president said, if you feel sick, Stay home, do not go to work, contact your medical provider. And shortly, especially here in California, uh, going to work is probably not going to be something we'll be doing. If your children are sick, keep them at home. Do not send them to schools. We know schools in California are closed. Contact your medical provider. If someone in your household is tested positive for the coronavirus, keep the entire household at home. Do not go to work, do not go to school, contact your medical provider. If you're an older person, stay at home and away from other people. Um, my in-laws, I've told them, do not leave the house. Stay there. We'll bring you food. We'll set it at the doorstep. Don't even come into contact with them. If you're out there and you're involved in the community and you're buying groceries and you come into contact with elderly folks, uh, give them a hug or whatever, it's just not healthy. So leave the food there and folks, learn how to play Yahtzee and uh, uh, catch up on, on all your Netflix uh, if you're a person with a serious underlying health condition, folks that have lung issues and the like, uh, you're at an inc increased risk, so be uh, extra careful. The president uh, also declared avoid discretionary travel, shopping trips, and social visits. Do your part, don't, uh, do your part and slow the spread. Practice good hygiene. We've heard this countless times, but a lot of folks aren't doing it. I've, I've been watching people touching doors and, and opening doors and then touching their face. Every person that's touched that door, you touch and you're in contact with it. Wash your hands, especially after touching any frequently used item or surface. Money is one. You should be washing your hands frequently. Anyone in the service industry, folks delivering, if they bring the food, make sure that uh, you know, you're washing your hands. Be very conscientious of that. Sneeze or cough into a tissue or into your arm. Uh, disinfect frequently um, used items and surfaces as much as possible. So wash it down and avoid touching your face. Um, the, the medical professionals I've talked to, uh, the virus comes through the, the nasal area. Uh, avoid your eyes anywhere that would allow the virus to take hold. Um, I, 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 we're going to get questions tonight. Folks want to talk about zinc or different types of of homeopathic medications and the like. Plenty to read out there. Um, I'm just going to stick to the basic things that are in front of us. 
Avoid social gatherings in groups of more than 10 people. Uh, that, that's why we're, we're not going to be meeting here on Sundays. We'll have this live stream. We'll be ministering via the word and ministering to folks. Um, but I guess the biggest question is, where's God in all this? It just almost seems overwhelming. Here we were just doing very well as a nation. Folks were employed. Unemployment was a record low. Uh, the, the nation was booming. The stock market was at an all-time high. And now we're back to where we began. All the gains have been lost. Uh, we have just been devastated. Our knees have been knocked out from under us. I, I saw a quote that I really liked, and I want you to see it. When suffering happens to us as a country, and even as an, as an entire planet, then we really have to think about life more and take it seriously. Much of our entertainment is being taken away, including the restaurants, plays, playoff games, professional basketball games. The stock market has fallen. It seems as though it's all gloom and doom. And then I like what they go on to say. But look at it from a spiritual perspective. Maybe people will start taking a more serious look at their own mortality. Maybe people need to stop relying so much on their bank accounts for their security. Maybe some will come back to God and realize how much they need him. Uh, this is what God wants. Um, and it's interesting because the Lord said in the Sermon on the Mount, the most famous sermon ever given, Jesus speaking this to the crowds. And he's talking about an impending storm. And there are storms in life. We've had personal storms. We've had family storms. We've had a storm here in our own city with the borderline and the fires and all that heartache. But here's one that's a pandemic. It's worldwide. One that is gripping our nation intensely. And as I look at this passage of scripture, it's almost as if the Lord had prepared us thousands of years ago for what we're facing. If you have a Bible at home, if you're in the home groups, you have your Bibles, open it up to Matthew chapter 7. This is the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7. And the Lord says in this passage, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. And then there's another group, verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended. The floods came, the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Going back to the first portion, Jesus says, whoever hears these sayings of mine, when you have a chance, go back and see the entirety of the Sermon on the Mount. It's wonderful rules for living, but Jesus gives a weather forecast in relation to this. And he also speaks about foundations in the midst of the storm, what type of foundation you have. And it's dependent on what you build your life on. And so, as I was thinking about this global pandemic, economic stress, the devaluation of the stock market, small business owners are worried, the tourism industry is basically non-existent, um, that's been completely shut down for the most part. We're, we're struggling right now, whether you're right or left or in the middle or just don't care, you're still struggling with your government leaders you're suspect of all this. You wonder what it's all about. We're not getting answers. We're struggling. Um, and think about it. In the time that Jesus said these words, there was a Roman dictatorship. They, they were occupied by a superpower. And yet, here we are, we're wondering about all this. The peasants were stuck in poverty. We're stuck in confusion. We're wondering how it's all going. There were high taxes, a corrupt tax system. And... Um, and then you see the Lord say these words. Two people here in this passage are contrasted by Jesus. Each one builds a house. Each house looks secure in good weather. Um, and so I think that's true for all of us. A few weeks back, we were all having nice weather, financially nice weather. We were financially employed. We were thrilled about what was taking place in many respects. And then all of a sudden, this storm, the corona, or I should say the COVID-19 storm hit. Even as we were sailing along, 
We were looking forward to many of us, uh, our young people graduating from high school. My son graduates this year. Some folks were looking forward to walking graduation and college. They're getting ready for their final exams. And my son at USD is home now. He's a NROTC uh, cadet, um, second class midshipman. The, the Navy's even sh shuttered their NROTC program for the time being. The entire campus is shut down. All students have returned home. Um, some folks, their wedding plans were disrupted. They were looking forward to marriage and to live that dream and to start that dream together. That, that's been shattered. This storm has rocked every single home in America. And this is the difficulty we're facing as a nation. Um, the first person in this passage of scripture was a person who built their house upon a rock. They experienced this storm, this heaviness comes, and it reveals how solid their house is. Uh, this virus, uh, this viral pandemic, the stock market crash, fear is everywhere. But I have to say, I'm, uh, don't get me wrong, but I am actually enjoying the time with my family. I'm thrilled to have my boys home. I'm thrilled to have the quietness of a schedule that's not inundated. I was set to travel every week for the next three months, taking a plane somewhere, speaking somewhere. The schedule was heavy, and it's amazing. You just go home and sit with what really matters. I didn't think I'd be able to see my son Daniel until the end of the semester, and even then he was preparing for his NROTC uh, summer program. Um, Michael would be preparing to go away to school. He would be busy doing those things. And all of a sudden, life just slows down. My wife came home today. I'm looking forward to spending time with her. We're going to be doing a lot of things as a family. Um, fear hasn't gripped us. My, my mother and father-in-law are content. They're doing well. We're looking forward to taking care of them and reaching out to them. I like what Isaiah says in Isaiah 28, 16. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion. This is a foundation. I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. Let that seep in. The Lord has this ability to take whatever our circumstances are and bring us peace. I'm going to ask you this if you're tuning in. Do you have that peace? Is this storm eroding the foundation of the sand of your life? All the things you thought were important are immediately gone. The things you spent your life investing in have been wiped out by one wave of panic. Proverbs 12, 7 says, the house of the righteous stands firm. For both people in the parable, there's a choice to be made. This is the only difference. One man chooses to build on sand, the other chooses to build on a rock. And the question, I guess, for all of us is, what are you building on? Money is sand. The stock market, that storm, wiped out the sand of the foundation of what you've been building with. It wasn't the first time that that stock market storm hit the sands of money. It happened in 1929, 1987, 2008. Every index continues to plunge in America, these financial indexes. <clears throat> it's an unprecedented fall, said Alan Small, senior investment advisor at Hollis Wealth, who has been working in the investment world for almost 25 years I have never seen the velocity of this fall as steep or as quick as it is. I mean, we watched the S&P composite index plummet 1,700 points, 12.3%. It's been volatile up and down, and now every gain has been lost since the president stepped into office. 1 Timothy 6, verse 17 says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. 
You know what else is sand? Beauty is sand. You get old and wrinkled and age wipes that out. Reputation is sand. Social media can ruin you with a storm of rumors. We've been watching the internet inundated with speculation and fear and, and gossip. And it's a mess. Popularity is sand. People are fickle. A career is sand. You can get downsized or passed over for promotion. Recession is a storm. Changing technology is a storm. We're not only hearing the word recession in this storm, we're hearing the word depression in this storm. Health is sand. One call from the doctor can change everything. One statement from the World Health Organization can change everything. Talent is sand. It's amazing that the most important people in our nation today that are of most critical concern are not just the first responders, but now the truck drivers. We are desperately in need of delivery, and they're the ones keeping this nation fed. And we would have never have considered that type of profession important in America, but they're the heroes now. Talent is sand. You think about these hockey players and basketball players, it just doesn't seem to matter. March Madness is over. Basketball's been canceled. All of these things, the Olympics have been delayed. There's no sporting events. We don't know what to do with ourselves. And all of a sudden we realize there's faces in our home we've never spent time with because our eyes have been glued to the television. Resolution for all of this sand in your life is to start building your life on Jesus, his words and his work. Read the Sermon on the Mount. It's a beautiful outline for a life that will sustain the storms of COVID-19. Jesus makes this amazing claim. He says, here and practice my words. He's declaring that his words are true. Most people don't believe his words to be true because most people are building on sand. But in moments like this, Jesus calls us to build our life upon him. Build your life, your marriage, your finances, your relationship, your hobbies, your dreams. You know, all that's been wiped out and I had a really good night's sleep last night. The Lord is still on the throne. I know in whom I trust. These trials are fleeting. This too shall pass. But even like with the fires, after the shootings, we had the memorial service for the city. I came home after that, after being up for two days straight, and came home to realize that my home was being evacuated. When my daughter called and said, Dad, we're here, what do you want us to get out of the house? I said, everything that has a heartbeat. None of the rest matters. I have the Lord, I have everything. My life is built upon him. My marriage is built upon him. My finances belong to him. My relationships have been established because of him. My hobbies, my dreams are all the ones that he's given me. I don't live for myself. My desire is to do what the Lord would do. He says, if you want to be great in his kingdom, be a servant of all. We don't live for ourselves, we live for others. Stop the hoarding. Go help the elderly. Make some phone calls and see if you can bring them some food. You have enough. There's plenty of food. Stop it. Go care for some folks. Let's start organizing as a community and start doing things in accordance with the foundation of Christ that it's about others, not ourselves. Give yourself to this work. Give yourself to this mission. You'll find your, your life far more fruitful because right now all you have is worry as the sands of your life are being washed away. When you start building on the firm foundation of Christ, you start to realize that people are precious and a life of service is one that isn't shaken in the midst of a storm. Don't invest your money in uncertainty. Invest it in the kingdom of God. People are calling us every day for needs. We wanna help and people say, well, the church is decimated because 
No one's going to gather. No one's going to consider the church important anymore. Well, I do. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Christ considers this ecclesia, this assembly, this knitting of our heart important for the infusion of care in our community. We have sacrificially given as a fellowship and will continue to. There are folks who can't make rent, can't make mortgage payments, elderly folks who need food. What are we going to do about that? As a church, we'll do it together. We'll be here to help. If you continue to feel as though God has led you to give here, then do it. And then call us. We'll help. We'll organize. We'll establish these things. I would also say that Jesus declares that he's the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. You know, you have realized your life is filled with sand. The Lord says, come to me, all you are burdened and heavy laden. All you are anxious. God wants to build a firm foundation in your life. He wants to calm you down. He wants you to show you that life isn't an accident. There are trials in a fallen world, yes, but we have a good God who uses all things together for good. Even the silver lining of COVID-19, we start to get to remember what's important in life as God uses this storm to wash away the sands of the sadness and futility and fleetingness and the emptiness of what our life we thought mattered but didn't. What does it profit a man that he should gain the world yet lose his soul, the Lord says, Seek first the Lord and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you won't be able to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your tongue that I'm Lord, you'll be forgiven. You'll be saved. And in this storm, I think it's important we all call on the name of the Lord. He's a, he's a strong tower. The righteous run into him and they're saved. Don't you get it? All this stuff has been washed away. Your eyes have been opened. Build on this foundation. When the, when the Lord was asked, what is the greatest commandment? You know what he said? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments... Hang all the law of the prophets. That's precious. That makes for a wonderful community, one that's built on a foundation not of greed and selfishness, but service and selflessness. He said he's coming back. He was crucified. He was buried and he resurrected on the third day. That's what we're coming into the Easter season. There will be a resurrection of hope. The rains have subsided. The hills will be green. There will be new birth. We will survive this pandemic. But what will we have to show for it? A new foundation? One upon which we can build? Because the Lord wants us to establish his kingdom on the earth as it is in heaven. He goes to prepare a place for us and where he is, we will one day be. We'll stand before him as we breathe our last on this earth and we'll give an accounting of our life and I think about this. We all laugh at the idea that we're stocking up toilet paper as though we think that this is somehow going to save us. We fear this invisible monster. And yet says, says the Lord, call on me. I will show you great and mighty things you know not of. Many of you say, I'm afraid, I'm not prepared. You know what? If you fear God, you don't have to fear anything else. The Lord will be with you. I've been young and I've been old, the scriptures say, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their children begging bread. What is your hope in? The sands that have been washed away in the storm of this virus? Jesus invites us to build our lives on him, the sure foundation. I guess what I want to conclude with this evening is that the Lord wants us to build our life upon him. And 
these words that he spoke were not incidental additions, but the exclamation point at the end of everything he said was important for us to consider when having a life that counts. You're all scared. That's because there's erosion happening. All the sands of these fleeting things you've trusted in have been washed away in a moment's notice. And God wants you to calm down and turn to him. That is a gift from the Lord. Folks, do not dismiss the power of prayer. Call upon the Lord. He is mighty and he saves. And upon his words, build the foundation of your life. Trust in him. You will not be put to shame. The Lord loves you. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The Lord bless thee. The Lord keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. I'm gonna close in prayer. We're going to post to our website a list of things to pray for. You have time to pray now. You don't need to go to work. The barrenness of your busy life has been dismissed. And now it's time to spend in things that matter. Call on the Lord. Take these prayer lists for all of our leaders, for critical issues. We'll keep it updated. Spend time with your family. Pray with them. Watch as God moves. Let this be a revival and an awakening to the strength of God's presence in all of our lives. He's always been here and now he's washed away the things that have distracted us so that we can see him and build our lives upon him. Lord God, we thank you for your goodness even in the midst of this immense storm, this COVID-19 hurricane. Lord, you have blessed us to wash away the sands of these fleeting trinkets that we thought was life in this foundation that is eroded to allow us to see that we have always had the opportunity to build our life upon the rock, this firm foundation. Lord, may we find ourselves praying with our families, spending time serving one another, loving you with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, loving our neighbor as ourselves, reaching out and building this community on a firm foundation blessing our neighbors, doing good. Lord, help us. Please, we pray, we beseech you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I've never done this before, so I think what we're gonna do is I did promise at the beginning of our live stream that we'd take some questions. I'm gonna have Pastor Micah come on up and join me. Um, and I, I don't want to get into speculation and worry and fear and, you know, conspiracy theories and helpful ideas would be fine. I'm sure a lot of us have access to what we think uh, would be critical in these times. Some good advice would be helpful. But if you have questions, things I can answer for you, I'm happy to take them. Maybe you don't, and then we'll just conclude the broadcast and... Uh, go home and spend time with our families. All right, what do you got, Micah? Let's do it. We actually don't have that many questions. I think as of now we have two. All right. So we're going to answer those, but also if you guys are tuned in, um, feel free to continue to ask questions. We have like a 30-second delay, so um, you'll hear it a little late, but I encourage you um, to uh, actually type in the question in the comment section on the live video. If you're in a full screen, you're not gonna be able to see that. So if you minimize the, uh, the actual video window, you'll see the live chat over on the right-hand side, and you guys can type in your questions there. Um, so the first question we have is, will we be meeting Sunday for service, or will it be live stream only? It will be live stream only. Uh, we will have a live band, right, Micah? Yeah, we'll have live music. Yeah, you'll have music, but, <laughs> but the musicians will be properly spaced. Right. Yeah. 
and uh, we're, we're, Micah will be in contact with the worship team. So we'll provide music, but no, don't show up at the facility. Um, tune in. If you have a need on how to access the live stream, uh, let us know. Let's see if we can't uh, assist you and help you um, have um, the ability to tune into the live stream. We, we don't want you to be without that ability. Um, so give us a call at the church and we'll, we'll work on helping you with that. Maybe you know a neighbor who's not tuned in tonight uh, and, and wants to go to church, uh, wants to be connected. Let us know how we can help them, please. Awesome. Yeah, and then we have lots of, lots of encouragement, lots of people excited to tune in. We're excited that you guys are tuned in. Um, Devin Holzer uh, said, love you guys. Please pray for public school admins and other staff. Some of Amen. us have been working almost 24-7 trying to change the way we deliver services quickly. It's harder than one might think. Oh, Devin, he's got his hands full. Yep. He does IT for the community. Uh, even our, our city workers, uh, just looking at our staff uh, last night, they're tired. Uh, folks are working overtime. It's, it's, Devin, we're praying for you. We're praying for all the folks in our public schools that are trying to keep the kids that had to go home, getting them some access for education for all the parents. Um, we're praying. Awesome. Uh, another question is, where can I find people who need grocery runs, pharmacy runs, ETC, that us younger people can help get done? I love that question. That is exactly the question the Lord wanted you to ask. Yes. So what we're going to ask is twofold. One is, if you know of anyone, call the church. We'll keep a posting of who needs groceries. If you need groceries, call the church. Um, and, if, if, and, and then we'll connect. If you want to help deliver those, call the church. We'll put them together. Yeah, we, we actually, in our, in our last e-bulletin, if you guys aren't already signed up to be um, on our e-bulletin list, I encourage you guys to do that. If you go to our website, you can do that there. Um, we don't like to use our e-bulletin for anything other than the e-bulletin, but in the past couple of weeks, we've used it just for kind of emergency announcements and updates. So that's where we kind of reach out to the vast majority of people. And in that email, um, we opened up the opportunity for just that. So if you email communitycare at godspeak.com, um, let, that's letting us know that you either, one, want to help provide those needs, or two, you, you have a need. And so we're, we're using that uh, communitycare at godspeak.com to let us know that you want to help out or let us know that you need something. You might need something. Hmm. Um, let's see if we've gotten, whoa, okay, we're getting some, we're getting some, we're getting some. They're coming in. Coming in. <laughs> Are there any updates on the Easter baptisms? Will they still be happening? <sighs> to be determined. Uh, we, we do not know what directives are coming down the line. We are subject to federal, state, and county authorities. Um, the president seems to think maybe this will go through till August. Um, I, I've heard all kinds of speculations. We're going to do as instructed. Um, so we'll get you baptized, just maybe not on Easter Sunday. Uh, another question. In addition to the Sermon on the Mount, what recommendations for Bible study with our families during these times? That's a great question. You know what? I, I, think, um, I think going through the book of John, uh, that is a wonderful teaching. And I'm going to give you a couple places because um, if you, if you want to have an insight to the passage before you sit with your family so that you can help teach them, um, go to Enduring Word, Enduring Word, Dot com. That's Pastor Dave Guzik, and he has commentary on the entire Bible. So if you want to teach through Proverbs 1 or you want to teach through John 1, um, insights into each of the passages will be there. So if you have questions from family members or anyone, you'll be able to walk them through the insights of Pastor Dave. So that's EnduringWord.com. I would encourage going through the Psalms. Uh, those speak for themselves. Uh, Psalms give comfort. Uh, Proverbs is wisdom and Psalms are praise. Wisdom and praise. There's 31 chapters of Proverbs, 31 days and most months, 30 days. So you'll have a proverb a day for the, for the month that you're reading as a family. I do that with my son um, in the mornings. So I'd encourage you to do that. Pick up some cool books and read them. It'd, it'd be some great reading. So do that. Enjoy this time. 
Awesome. There's another question uh, along the same lines um, having to do with the Bible. In addition to those mentioned tonight, what scriptures specifically come to mind for uh, to relieve stress and anxiety? <laughs> well, Philippians, be anxious in nothing. And you know what I would do? It's real simple. Uh, check with Rabbi Google. <laughs> and, and this is what you do. Scriptures of comfort. And it, they'll, they'll pop them all up. I could sit here and recite a bunch of them to you. Just go online and Google and type scriptures of, for comfort and you'll get more than you can, you, can, you can read. I mean, it'll be wonderful. So just pull them on up. Um, this person asked, if, can we get a list of our elderly and in-need congregants so that we can help get them supplies? Interested in helping distribute these? And this is uh, kind of like what we talked about before. If you email community care at godspeak.com um, let us know that you want to help and we will get you plugged in with uh, a list of people that you can help bless in that way yeah we, we don't want to just broadcast a, a list of names to folks right. but if you sign up to participate and folks will call in and tell us they need some help uh, they need some groceries delivered We'll put that together. It, it doesn't have to be strictly in the church. If, if you know some elderly folks that could use some help, my daughter was at the Albertsons and um, uh, an elderly couple had their window down just a little bit as the pandemonium was going on and she was trying to give someone $100 to go get groceries for them because they didn't want to be exposed to the virus. They waited for over an hour and uh, a kind citizen did that for them and helped them and even put the change through the car. Um, let, let's take care of these folks. If you know of anyone who needs help like that, Let's get on it. Awesome. Uh, another one, Rob, will you, be con uh, will you be conducting these talks on a regular basis? Thank you for keeping us informed and uplifted, um, uplifting our spirit, praying for you and our president. You know what? Uh, I think what we'll do is, um, this is, this is going to be an audible, but I think every night at 7 o'clock for a half hour, I'll give you some updates, a couple things to pray for, and a, a couple of encouraging scriptures, half hour at the most, so you can tune in. We'll just call it a fireside chat. Um, it's probably going to exhaust everybody, but and if we if I burned out the staff, then uh, I'll tell you at the next broadcast. But I'll be here tomorrow night at seven for a half hour. All right, how's that sound? Yeah, sounds good to them. They're happy. <laughs> uh, so I'm relatively new to God speak but have been tithing using the box on the wall, is there a preferred web link to use? That is an awesome question. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's a new person to God speak, and they, they already figured out how to use a box, even though we don't pass an offering bag. Right, right. And they're still, listen, just because we're not meeting, we're still taking care of the community. We still have, this is an ecclesia. This is a gathering, an assembly, and we combine the first fruits, uh, gives us a chance to minister to the community. So, yeah, um, keep so, tithing. Yeah, so if you, if you go to our website, godspeak.com, the top right on the navigational bar, right uh, before serve, you'll see give. If you click on that link, um, you'll be directed to give online. Um, it, it's not that it's preferred. It's wh whatever's more convenient for you. Yep. And then we also have uh, text giving. You can set that up. And uh, I, I won't, yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. You could. You can. Uh, what did do the text? Giving. Okay, cool. How's it work? Yeah. So if if you you I'll, I'll write this number down actually in the comment section so you don't have to remember it. But the the phone number is eight zero five five nine zero two seven zero zero. If you text a dollar amount, so say twenty, you just text the number twenty to that phone number, then um, it it will prompt you to set up your debit card, credit card, however you want to do it. And then from that time on, you just save that number in your phone, phone book as Godspeak Give or whatever you want to, and then you could text that number, just whatever number you want, and it, it'll automatically charge a card. So it's a really convenient way to do it. Yeah, we've actually had some folks uh, that tune in to the live stream that have donated to our fellowship um, from out of state. And uh, you can try snail mail, too. It's, what, 320 via Las Brisas, Newberry Park, 91320. So... Uh, this question was, this next question was, will we be, will we be still having life groups or how we call them uh, home groups, God speak at home? Um, we left, we're, we're obeying all of the, the, um, the guidelines that have been set for us, so less than 10. 
I sent out uh, some communication to our home group leaders. And so if you're in a home group, uh, your home group leader should be reaching out, out to you and letting you know what, um, what the details are for their specific home groups. We know that a meeting in less than 10 is permissible, but we're kind of leaving it up to the home group and leaders and houses whether or not it's profitable. And also in those home groups, even though it's less than 10, don't be shaking hands, right. don't be hugging, um, sit at a distance. Yeah. If you're not feeling well, don't go. Um, if there's elderly folks, you know, tune in live stream as best you can. Yeah. Again, we'll help you with that. Uh, this question is, are we having two live streams on Sunday morning, meaning a first service and a second service? Sure, why not? Yeah, we'll do 9 and 11. Why not? <laughs> Any ideas for scriptures for young children to get through this? Uh, we'll post some of those online. Um, we'll, we'll, I, I would imagine, too, maybe for Sunday school curriculum, we'll, we'll, we'll try to see if we can't provide some things online that you can click to. It's going to require a lot of work. We may not have it up by this Sunday, but we'll certainly... Uh, work towards that to get you guys all set up with your families. Absolutely. I'm going to start taking notes. Hold on. Yeah, Mike is taking notes. We're going <laughs> to we're going to make sure. Uh, actually, uh, I know Pastor Tony and Pastor Craig. They're the only two in the audience with uh, Craig's wife Lauren. Um, so if you guys could take that down too, just keep that note, and then we'll respond to it. Great. Still rolling in. Um, what do we got? Uh, my fiance and I are on the west side. If anyone is out here that needs help, or if you know of anyone near here who does, please feel free to reach us, reach out to us. So they provided their email there in the comment section. What uh, would west side? What would that constitute? I'm not sure. If you could, maybe you guys can clarify for that in the comment section. West yeah. side, like west side of the world. West side. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all right. Is that it? That's it for now. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, we'll do it. We'll do it tomorrow night at seven. Tune in. Just some words of encouragement. It'll be like a fireside chat. And by that time, you'll have already binge watched all the office episodes. Uh, and so it'll be my face. And it'll be something new. And it's free. So God bless you guys. Pray, read, build your life on the foundation of Jesus. Amen. That's it. All right. Want to pray? You, you can, I, yeah, do it. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, Father in heaven, we thank you for this night. Thank you for everyone that's gathered uh, mm -hmm. online virtually to um, be with us and get an update. And Lord, I just pray encouragement over everyone watching right now. I pray encouragement over uh, everyone who's not watching right now. Lord, would you just move on their hearts and be with them as we look to you for comfort and we look to you for um, for answers, Lord, but we know that sometimes we don't get the answers we want, so we just ask for comfort in this season. Lord, thank you for the clarity. Thank you for the technology that you've blessed us with to be able to gather together, yes, even God. though we're not physically together. We love you, praise you, in Jesus' name. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And Lord, thank you for bringing Michelle and Molly home. Amen. Right, Micah? Amen. Amen.